everybody. Hey, there's one little phrase that if I hear on the news or I hear someone say, it like it like just grabs my attention. And the phrase is, they make me feel. And I heard it the other night. Um, we've just had a, an election here in New Zealand. It's um, December uh, 2023. And I was watching the news the other night. And the first item on the news was about a mother complaining about how a politician made her daughter feel. All right. And she claimed that the politician had been a bully and had threatened her daughter. Now, I don't know all the details um, of what's happened. Um, maybe this politician was a bully. I don't know. It It was the words that she said, they made her feel that grabbed my attention. And those words, they, they always seem to just to grab me. And I always sort of skip back in my thinking to a quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, which says, uh, no one could make you feel inferior without your consent. And uh, this belief, it's I hear it quite often, you just, just hear these things that my feelings are under the control of others is kind of prevalent in our culture. And, uh, and I've got a whole list of songs here that, that I'll just read them out. You make me feel like a natural woman. You make me feel, sorry, I won't sing, uh, by Aretha Franklin. Or you make me feel like dan dancing. You make me feel like, like Leo Sayer. Um, I don't know the other ones, but they're all the same thing. You make me feel like I'm alive again by Coldplay. You make me feel like a fool, uh, Frankie Cosmos. And you make me feel mighty real. <laughs> and it's that whole thing. Um, when we sing them, we sing into our psyche various ideas. And it seems that these songs sing seem to say to that our feelings are like hardwired to the actions of others and it's like when i hear someone say that like have they got a string to your brain that that they can just do something and, and make you feel certain things and of course they there isn't look i'm not saying that others people they they can't influence your feelings or influence how you might feel but can anyone make us feel certain things like is there a switch that they can turn off and on to make us feel certain things and there is another little phrase that makes me cringe um and it's similar to make me feel that, that they make me feel that i have a similar sort of reaction and this is the little phrase happy wife happy life oh that gets me and it reinforces a belief that their, meaning the wife, uh, their happiness is my responsibility, or uh, my happiness is their responsibility, and that um, it can really lead into some really nasty types of manipulation. And, and there, there are others that lead on to this, is that happy husband, happy life, and I know it doesn't have the same lyrical attraction attachment does it or happy spouse happy house i've heard that one um but it goes on to happy boss ha happy boss happy life happy child happy life happy father happy life 
happy mother, happy life, happy mother-in-law, happy father-in-law, happy whoever, happy life. And if mama ain't happy, then you can hear you say, nobody is happy. And living under these lies and their cousins can lead to a kind of codependent slavery of always trying to make the other happy. And it can also lead to having like a sense of entitlement that others should make us feel certain ways. You know, and I've, I've heard this one. If you really love me, then you would do dot, dot, dot. You can probably name it. If you really love me, you would do this. You know, if you really love me, you would do this and that. And it's really manipulation. And, and saying these lies repeatedly into our thinking, these deep thinking patterns such as their happiness is my responsibility or my happiness is their responsibility. Sure, look, um, we can do things that generate feelings of happiness or other feelings in the other person, but ultimately, ultimately, it is the responsibility of the receiver as to how they respond, really, isn't it? Uh, I say to many people this, look, you can lead a horse to water, sprinkle the water with rose petals, sing romantic love songs about the water and, and the horse. But if the horse doesn't want to drink, you can't make it. The horse, like ourselves, has choice. And within our thinking process, there is a nanosecond response time. Uh, Holocaust survivor Viktor Frankl wrote this. Between stimulus and response, there is a, a space. And in that space is a power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom, Viktor Frankl. And it, it, it is that very, 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 very small space of time that we have to work with. An event happens, all right? Something happens, such as someone might say something to us. Then we have a moment of time in which we can choose how to respond. And often we might respond in super quick, like real quick. <laughs> but what if we could actually slow the whole process down to choose a response rather than a reaction? So instead of stimulus response, we, chain, we train our brains to extend the time between the two. Stimulus, then response. And it takes practice, okay? It really does. It takes focus practice to slow ourselves down and listen deeply and to, and to hear what is going on. And uh, as you do that, you'll notice the feelings that get triggered, those possibly unbearable feelings. And then you question why those feelings got triggered. And then you, in slowing the whole process down, you take responsibility for those feelings yourself. Look, uh, how would you react if you were helping, helping a really deeply hurt person? Someone who is actually a slave uh, to some corrupt business owners, all right? They've got them in slavery. And then, then because you're doing that, you are falsely accused, beaten up, and thrown into jail. All right? 
I don't think any of us would be too happy, would we? Right? And But this is what happened to a couple of biblical characters, Paul and Silas. When her owners, this is the young lady that was um, doing things, uh, she was a slave, when her owners saw that their lucrative little business was suddenly bankrupt, they went after Paul and Silas, roughed them up, and dragged them into the market square. Then the police arrested them and pulled them into a court with the accusation, these men are disturbing the peace, dangerous Jewish agitators subverting our Roman law and order. By this time, the crowd had turned into a restless mob, out for blood. All right. Um, then the, the judges went along with the mob, had Paul and Silas' clothes ripped off, and ordered a public beating. So you hear what's happening, you know. Um, they did something really good, and then they're beaten up. Uh, clothes ripped off, and uh, they, they were thrashed. The story goes on. After beating them black and blue, they threw them into jail, telling the jailkeeper to put them under heavy guard so that there would be no chance of escape. And he did just that. Threw them into maximum, a maximum security cell and clamped leg irons on them. Right, so... It's a pretty black situation. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. Okay, stimulus and response. Stimulus and response. Stimulus, all those things, terrible things happening to them. Their response, I don't know really what happened. They may have been feeling really hurt and so on from all that stuff. But how they responded. They sang and they prayed. And the, the story goes on. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. What? We can hear singing and prayer. Then, without warning, a huge earthquake. The jailhouse tottered. Every door flew open. All the prisoners were loose. Now... As I said, we don't know what the initial reaction was like within Paul and Silas to what had happened to them, but the outcome was singing and worship, amazement by other prisoners, and then an opening of the prison doors. You see, when we learn about our feelings, take responsibility, it's then that we might just discover an opening, a smashing of prison doors in our lives. Um, we break out of being under slavery in the control and influence of others. Look, remember your response is your responsibility. Don't blame others for how you respond. Own your own feelings before they own you. Here's some quotes. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Eleanor Roosevelt. Don't just react, become proactive. Choose how you will act. David Riddell. <clears throat> you can't engender greater respect from others than you have developed for yourself. <clears throat> if you react with dignity, you'll be treated with dignity. David Riddell. I believe that the one I believe that one first changes the behaviours, then, if one is lucky, the feelings will follow.
experience real. Leaving all my emotions, <clears throat> believing all of my emotions is the shortest way into the loop of insanity. First the truth, then faith in the truth, then the feelings will come around. David Riddell. Some feelings are just habits from childhood circumstances. Feeling left out, inadequate or misjudged are often only ghosts from the past. David Riddell. It is not events, either past or present, which make us feel the way we feel, but our interpretation of those events, William Backus. Your feelings are not a reliable guide to what you should and shouldn't do. They merely reflect subconscious belief, which may need to be examined. David Riddell. Get control of your feelings before your feelings get control of you. Emotions are not a reliable guide to how things are. David Riddell. To achieve, to achieve radical change, I need to call some of my feelings liars and choose to side with truth against my own emotions until my feelings come around. David Riddell. Three questions. Why is it so easy to blame others for our emotions? They make me, they make me feel. Why? Why is it so easy to do that? What helps you to get hold of your emotions? Three, how can you lengthen the time between stimulus, something happening to you, and how you respond? How can you lengthen that time? Grow some distance between those two things. Here's an exercise. Notice your feelings and what may have caused them. Are you lengthening the time between stimulus and response? <laughs> write something about this. Hey, I hope you found this helpful. And um, if you want to contact me and talk about it more or email me, I'd love to hear about it. Uh, you can email me. Um, all the links are down in the bottom of the show notes. Perhaps you'd like to share this with somebody. Uh, click on the share link um, and leave a, leave a few comments or rating, review, all those good things that people ask you to do. But um, I do hope and pray that you will start or that you will continue to take full responsibility for your feelings. Bye.